Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw. I take a lot of pictures, actually. And to me, it is being able to fall into that perfect moment. You Something catches your eye. And for me, it's always in nature. I have so many pictures of my dog and all of the animals that live where I live, the deer, the raccoon, the birds, you know, the chipmunks, the bunnies, the squirrels, little flowers, anything, a dew drop that's glistening in the sunshine. And you see this perfect little world in there. It's like you're capturing this perfect moment in time that just exuded beauty in my, through my eyes and peace. And when you can look back at those and feel that same feeling, that's just awesome. Oh, Kim Langling. Is that, am I saying your last name okay? Langling? Yes, you said it perfect. <laughs> okay, so Kim, uh, nice to meet you. That was, that was uh, everybody answers differently. That was um, poetic. It was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, it was gentle. It was, I mean, your energy is really sweet. I have no idea who you are. And this is so great because <laughs> this is, for me, it's candy. And and like, I meet you and it's just like, look at you. You look great. You, you really exude this really nice energy. Well, thank you. That's, yeah, my love applause. Yeah, I'm here to make you blush. I'm here to make you blush 100%. <laughs> well, awesome. Okay, you see? Easy. Let's go to the first photo. Oh, nice. Okay, so uh, it's a photograph, very close up of, I. it has to be children's feet. So it's little, cute little um, turquoise oh, socks. Oh, those are my feet. Those are my feet. And those what? are my feet in no. my fuzzy socks. It was winter time. That is not... What? They look like children's feet. It's just got to be the angle. No, it's, I know they, <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's, and my dog's feet. He was, he was snuggling with me. Okay. So maybe what it is, is that your dog is big. What kind of dog is it? I have a big dog. Yeah. He's a Belgian Malinois Mastiff mix. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why it makes my feet look small. I totally thought it was a bait a toddler's feet. <laughs> nope. You've got a big dog. You got a big dog. Okay, so so the shot is okay, so you're so you're wearing jeans. You have these fuzzy socks on. Uh it's like they're they're kind of leaning against a brown pile blanket. I'm laying actually laying on the couch. On the couch, yeah. So behind the brown pile uh, uh like sort of blanket is I guess your brown kind of shag quasi shag uh uh couch and then you've got these two now i see enormous dog paws you know in the, almost really the same tone uh the same kind of brown uh of uh, or tan or brown of 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 the blanket and of and the same family color family of the blanket and the, and the sofa well why are we starting with this kim why are we starting with this because my dog, is, he's my guy. He's, uh, he is my companion. He's always there for me. And uh, at nighttime, at nighttime, we just can't, you know, I'm on the couch. And if I'm laying sideways on the couch or something, reading a book, and he'll pop up. And then he always stretches his back legs. 
and mm-hmm. he always wants to be touching me. And it's just, it's his, it's, he's a rescue dog. So it's his form of comfort and he comforts me. And it's just kind of, you know, it's just a special, it's a special time. We have our evening routine and, mm-hmm. um, I live with PTSD and there are times when he knows when he mm-hmm. needs to be near, he just knows it intuitively. And that was one of those evenings. So I ah, snapped okay. a picture because I looked down and I'm like, oh, look at that. So I just grabbed my phone real quick and took a picture. So that was a nice. that was one of those that was one of those gentle moments in time. Yes. I have you don't know me. I don't know you. I have four rescues in my in my house, uh, much smaller than yours. They're all, they're called Tonggao in Hong Kong. So they're all rescues. They're all, because some of them were rescued at uh, traumatic times in their lives, they suffer from PTSD. Uh, so if two of my dogs are totally traumatized, two of my dogs were rescued as very young puppies. So they're just like normal dogs, sweet, normal dogs. Um, okay. What do you want to talk about? Dogs? PTSD, why are we here? Why are we here? (laughs) (laughs) Why is anyone here? (laughs) Yep. Um, I'm comfortable talking about anything, really, you know? Okay, nice. So let's go into PTSD for a second. Um, As somebody who's had three near-death experiences, moi, I've kind of glanced in that direction. How does that inform your your daily not your daily your weekly or i mean how much of a presence is that within you that well first of all you bring it up because you're on the sofa and he just kind of knows or she right he yeah his name's dexter nice yeah it's due to something i experienced well in the military and wow that is it's just become a part of my life. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it has helped, helped. It's a strange way to put it, but it has, it has been a part of shaping who I am now. And I have found that I am much more empathetic. I mean, I'm hugely empathetic Mm -hmm. and I feel things very, quickly and and, and deeply, like I can feel from other people, like their energy. And it's, uh, it's disconcerting and overwhelming and heavy at times. Mm -hmm. I have, I have found that. Um, But it's also, it's also been a huge blessing. Because I notice in others what I carry. Mm -hmm. Because they're invisible scars. Yeah. But I can see them in others. I, I I understand that. I'm I'm glad you do because I was going to say it's hard to explain, but I think you get it. I think you know mm-hmm, what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Yep. And um, so it's it's just it's a part of who I am now, and I don't look at it as a detriment. Mm-hmm. Do I have Do I have bad days? Yeah, sure. Everybody does. <laughs> yep. Um, mine just come in a different form sometimes, you know, and being out in nature and being with my dog, those are the two main therapeutic things for me that bring me so much joy and peace and allow me to breathe. Right. Right. 
So one of the people I'm trying to get on the podcast is this author. I can't remember her name. I kind of crossed paths with her writing and, and thinking because I was told that, look, you know, you're an HSP, right? So a highly sensitive person. And um, what this means is that you feel and you connect with people around you. you notice things. You notice tons. Like, it, you know, you're, you're really se sensitive to, to the people around you. And it's really funny how just talking to you in just a second, like I said, like, you know, when you're sensitive to that energy that the person is giving off, looking at you, you, you know, you've got this beautiful salt pepper hair, you have your glasses on your head, you're wearing a f like fatigues t-shirt so it's funny you're like military much okay so when did that end and are you still in the military no I, I i've been out for a long time um but i'm a huge veteran advocate right so in my spare time i do nothing it's all it's all support veterans especially veterans with ptsd um, mm -hmm. but those, those that catch my heart are female veterans who have experienced military sexual trauma. Um, oh, wow. so that's what I do in my volunteer time. And I've been doing that for wow. well over 25 years. So that's, it's a huge, it's, 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 it's a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. Where in the world are you right now? I, I'm in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. Pennsylvania. Okay. I've, I don't think I've been to Pennsylvania. Uh, right now I'm in Hong Kong. So nice to meet. Um, it's great to meet you. So, so in terms of that, we're, so, you know, like the premise of the, of the podcast is we're allotted a finite bucket of seconds of consciousness or whatever you want to call it. And how we live, is it accidental? Is it fate? Is it unconscious? Is it all of those things, yet in terms of our consciousness, we can decide what we do to make the most out of our, make every second count, right? What in your life led you to go into, into the military in the first place? I grew up a single parent home. Um, there, was no, there was no money for college. And I, had, I literally had no interest in going to college. College isn't for everybody. It is not right. for everybody. Right. And I, sure. I knew it was not for me. And so I thought, okay, well, college or military. And the recruiters came to school one day like they used to do. I don't know if they still do that, but something intrigued me. And I thought, you know, I think I can do that. I think I can be a part of something that's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad I did. I, I'm glad I, I mm. Quite honestly, I think everybody should spend at least 12 months in the military. Um, mm -hmm. they don't, you will learn a lot. <laughs> well, you'll grow and a you, lot for sure. Yes. And you, you view the world in an entirely different way. An entirely different way. Um, being in the military is a whole, it is a whole nother world. It, it's sure. completely different from civilian life. And um, I'm, I'm actually, you know, no matter what happened while I was in, I'm, I will never regret the decision to go in because mm -hmm. I did become something much bigger than myself. And I was proud of myself for getting through a lot of stuff that I did. And it made me a much stronger person. I think also, uh, I'm very, I can be very focused. I'm, I'm driven and I don't put up with crap. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's just no time for it. There's no time for it. And because life shouldn't be filled with that. And so I know the military has shaped a lot of, of how I view the world and how I live and how I think. Yeah, that's, it's shaped a lot. And it was just a decision because college or military, that was pretty much the choice. And college wasn't an option to me simply because I wasn't interested. Now my two sisters, they went to college and got great degrees and are doing great, but that was, that was their decision. And and it, it was a fit for them. For me, I was always a little different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always kind of went on a different path than everybody else, and I'm still doing it. <laughs> exactly. Like in a way, life, because of you know what we experience and how we're shaped and what we're reacting to around us, okay, like in, in your your destiny, your life led you to the military because that was the draw more so than sitting in a classroom. Okay, you know, and it's just well, first of all, it's really great to meet you. Yeah, because I, I never know. This is part of the 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 not the risk, but the kind of the for me the 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 amazing thing about these conversations is because you you're speaking from the vantage point of your life, so you're just talking about what's comfortable and what is you. And for me, it's more like it's like a roller coaster where I don't like I don't know where we're going, and it's <laughs> it's it's fascinating. And it's fun that way too. <laughs> Um, well, I love that you're laughing really easily because we, we kind of, every, in the conversations, we invariably hit these, like sometimes hit these very uh, heavy topics. So shall we move on from PTSD to your next photo? <laughs> I mean, like, sure. Well, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Uh, so it's a professional shot. Uh, I don't know if it's in front. I don't know if the background's been uh, photoshopped out, but it's you sitting in a, in a white sort of blouse with like vertical stripes. It's very nice. Wearing black pants. Uh, your hands are kind of crossed over your knees. You're seated, or no, maybe it's a chair. So you're seated on a chair. The hands are crossed on the back of a chair. You're looking at the photographer, photographer straight on. You have your signature bright beautiful tooth smile it's a great smile fantastic smile you have your hair kind of falling across but the the background's been completely uh uh it's just all it's just white um so what is this shot that's actually a a a professional shot that i use for branding things you know for my podcast or uh for my books you know i use them on my books and stuff like that and for social media um but I, I liked that picture because it, and it's, a, I'm sitting backwards on a chair because I'm not one that's going to, yeah. I don't sit on chairs with my legs crossed and my hands all perfect. Right, right. Blingy. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very uh, casual and natural. So I kind of, I liked how that picture turned out because it, it, it kind of catches it. I think I was comfortable with that picture because it kind of caught who I was, you know, yeah. so. It's great. I mean, it's a business casual. You're owning it, but you're also super bright. Um, it's great. Now, this is what I love in these conversations. Like people say stuff and you drop little bombs, you know, like, okay, so you said podcasts and books. Mm-hmm. Do tell. <laughs> sell your podcast, well, a- sell your books. <laughs> I have a podcast I've been doing for about three years. Wow. It is called Let Fear Bounce. Wow. Okay. 
yeah, it's a it's a weekly show, and I have folks come on, and it, for for whatever reason, uh, probably ninety percent of my guests have been authors themselves. It's just worked out that way. But mm-hmm. we don't always we don't typically talk about their books. Actually, we don't. I prefer they don't talk about their books. I want them to talk about themselves. Sure. And we hit deep stuff too, like you had said. But we also have a lot of laughs. But they share things that they've went through, um, and they toss out. And I always say nuggets of hope because I that's what mm. I I try and do is toss out nuggets of hope. And so. I have them share their journey of whatever it is that they're doing at the time. And then at the end of the show, I always ask them, Hey, you know, drop a nugget of hope for our listeners. And then they always share something that's meaningful to them that hopefully will, you know, inspire or help someone else. So Hmm. that's my podcast. That's wicked. Say it one more time. The title. Let fear bounce. Let fear bounce. Okay. So one of the things you said earlier, uh, which kind of resound, sort of resounded in my head, was this idea of giving to something bigger than yourself, right? And so in the work that I've done in something called service network leadership, which is a kind of you know professional training, one of the 12 dimensions we talk about to becoming um, a service network leader is this idea of giving, giving st- yourself to something bigger than yourself. So some people it's religion, some people it's uh, environmental awareness, some people it's whatever it is. So in your case, it was being drawn to the military. Yeah, it's, and actually in a way, the podcast, writing a book is a service, right? And the whole, the whole language of, of the military really is like to serve. So, so why don't you talk about, about that for a second? Service? Sure. You know, and it's, 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 it's different for each season I've found. So when I went into the military, I look at that as like the springtime of my oh, life. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. And um, at 18, the whole world seems open to you and you're like, let's go, bring it on, mm-hmm. you know? And then, then you experience life because you no longer live with, at home. You don't have that, all of that, you know, the protection of, mama bear and your neighbors and you know all the that whole community that would watch i grew mm-hmm. up in a very small town so uh you know that whole community it's all of a sudden you're thrust out into the world on your own and you got to do it on your own wow. but i found that you know i i look at back at that version of me as that's like my springtime you know mm-hmm. and then you know you have summer and so to me summer was when i got married and had my daughter and that was a whole nother season of my life and oh wow I, I became a different person then, you know, more, more layers were added. I didn't become a different person, just more layers were added. And now my daughter is off on her own and in her early thirties and expecting her first child. So I'm getting ready to be a grandma and I'm, I'm entering this whole new season, which at the age I'm at now, it's, I would look at as fall, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's all these other layers being added onto it. But throughout the entire time, I've learned because I see things and people much clearer than I think a lot of times they would like, I'm able to give those little nuggets of hope. I'm able to help, you know, um, I'm able to recognize things in people and say, you know, hey, do you want to get a cup of coffee? And 
chat. And a lot mm-hmm. of times I, I say nothing. All I do is listen. To me, that's service. You're, you're lending, you're giving someone that support that they maybe they didn't even realize that they needed um, or they were free, too afraid to ask for. Because, mm. you know, being vulnerable isn't fun and it's not easy. And I have found that when I allowed myself to be vulnerable and to actually get help when I needed it and being vulnerable is not easy. (laughs) It's just not easy. So I, I like to be able to give of my time and myself and things that I've learned. And even if it's just a smile for somebody, you know, or just saying to a complete stranger, you know, I saw an older lady the other day and she, she just looked beautiful to me. I mean, she just exuded beauty to me. And I walked up to her. I said, I have got to say, you are absolutely beautiful today. Oh, nice. And I I just felt so strongly urged to do that. And to me, that service, maybe she was having a really, really poopy day. I don't know. And so she dressed up and put on her lipstick and you know, to make herself feel better, to go run those errands that she didn't feel like doing. And then she had a total stranger come up and say, oh my goodness, you look absolutely beautiful today. Yep. You know, so to me, that service, to me, all those little things, those little nuggets, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, um, so it's really interesting because like you start off by by sort of explaining what, what is photography to you and you, you describe in a very um, visually rich, in a very kind of uh, attentive kind of way, this little world, right, <clears throat> of, of, of perception. And then your, your noticing and your interacting with that world is like how you described it to me really brought me in. And I was like, yeah. And then the, this idea of walking through your day. And, you know, and I do this all the time too, where I see somebody, male or female, young or old or whatever, and I'm just like, you're having a good hair day. Like, this is, <laughs> you're looking great. You are rocking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then having the person just look like, you, like you just made their day. And, um, yeah. you know, f- from, our, from our training perspective, what we called it was psychic income. So, you know, when you work, you get money, income, income, like financial income. And what, you know, with, with my client, from what he developed, uh, is this notion of psychic income. When you come up to somebody and like what you did when you told that woman, oh, you know, you're looking really great. Like you just gave her a big fat check and she's just like, you just kind of, inf- you know, you made her day. So beautiful. And, you know, I, always, I think, why, why shouldn't we all be doing that? Right. It's the, it, it costs you nothing to become exactly yeah congratulations you're going to be uh, a grandmother very exciting yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy um, exciting <laughs> i can see i know i can see i can see on your face so uh another thing that you're saying in terms of your seasons that's another beautiful way of i mean it's a very you're, you're a very poetic kind of way of expressing yourself which i which i you know resonates in, in my head um so it is winter do you like game of thrones is winter is coming is that what you're saying i've i've never i don't know what game of thrones is <gasps> you're amazing congratulations that's great <laughs> wicked i found the pretty mo- it's it's a show that people really got into for a long time and one of the big f- phrases that 
that was really kind of one of the hooking phrases was this out of very, I mean, it was very <clears throat> dark fantasy, all that kind of stuff. You know, winter is coming. Winter is oh. coming. I, I've never, I've never watched the show. So <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Fight the power. Okay. I actually, I actually don't watch TV. Great. I read. I read. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so in terms of so if I say the name Gail Sheehy, does that say something? No, but it's a very it's a really cool name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she no, she's written a whole bunch of books. Uh, I'll send you the link later because in our training, one of the things that we we're talking about was this idea of moving from success to significance, and the idea that in Gail Sheehy's book, I think she had life was as three stages, and that. After you go through your professional life, you move on to the third stage of your life. And that's kind of like where you really tap into who you really are. And in a way, you start serving yourself, right? And so becoming a grandmother, doing the podcast, writing the books, which I, I hope we're going to get into later, in a way, you, you have the like seasons. So, so in a way, this idea that you're kind of graduating into a future self that is more you. Yes. So uh, I don't ask questions. I just talk for a while and I'd say, okay, you take it from here. Here's the baton. What do you say to that? I like how you put that because yes, I was just, I just had a conversation about this the other day with somebody. Um, when the pandemic came, you know, I, I always have to say it with drama when the world changed, mm -hmm. um, my world changed too, just like everybody else's did. I had lost my job and there I am a single person with single income and then no income as you know, and I was going, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Kim, what are we going to do? Cause all the doors were shut, you know, the world shut down. Yep. And so I gave myself 24 hours to be angry. Just be huh. angry at the world. Got to be angry. Got to let that out. So I'm like yep. 24 hours, Kim, be angry. And then you're going to pull up your big girl panties and you're going to figure something out. So I asked myself three questions. What are you good at? What do you like to do? And what are you passionate about? And figure out how to put those all together and make something happen. Because after those 24 hours, I realized I was not going to update my resume and start sending it out again. Mm. And I'd reached a time in my life where I was like, no, uh, I'm tired of making other pe helping other people build their dreams. It's time to work on who Kim is and what Kim wants and how she, how Kim can make it happen. Mm. And for a, a, a moment, I was like, oh, that's kind of selfish. And I'm going, no, I've never, I've never put myself first. Right. And that was a big epiphany for me. Sure. And so I was like, okay, I don't know if this is going to work. I'll take a calculated risk on myself. And that's when I started the podcast. Because as I was sitting there thinking all of this, all those little fears, those little, you know, demon darts of fears. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, 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 Kim, armor up. You're going to let that stuff bounce. And that's how I came up with the title for my podcast, Let Fear Bounce. Nice. Um, it is being armored up and letting all those little demons poison arrows that they're shooting at you all day long. Mm -hmm. They're just ping, 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 pinging right off me. I'm letting them bounce. So when I made that conscious decision to, okay, I'm, I'm going to do what I want. 
by golly, what a novel idea, <laughs> you know? Amazing. And, and so I did, you know, and it was bumpy. It was, it's been three years and, you know, there were some pretty bumpy times and there were some times I'm like, ah, oh, wow, am I going to be able to pay my mortgage? And, sure. but it always worked out. It always worked out. And to me, the big thing was I had faith in myself. I had faith in myself and I knew that everything I was doing, I was learning. I taught myself so much stuff. It was, I was, I was like a sponge soaking everything up. Nice. Um, but I also have a very strong, I'm a Christian and I have a very strong faith. And so that faith helped, helped, uh, keep me uplifted as well. You know, mm -hmm. when I had those moments, it would be, you know, those moments where you feel like you're going down and I'm like, Oh gosh, I can't let this, I can't let that darkness seep in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's no good. So I was like, okay, I gotta let the, I gotta, I gotta keep, I look at it as I'm a professional wall builder and from way back. And the problem with walls is, you know, they're great keeping stuff out, but then nothing can get in either. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I had to learn to knock my walls down, you know, let them crack, let them crumble, let them fall. And then every once in a while you're like, Oh no, got to shore them up. Got to, got to build those <laughs> up again. Got to build those <laughs> up again. Uh, so those, you know, the, the, the first couple years in the last few, it, there was times, those days where I was like, oh, got to build those walls again. But then I realized, you know, now nah, you got to leave some windows. <laughs> you got to leave okay. some windows. <laughs> you see, you're, you're, you're like, you're obviously a writer because you're obviously like, I love how you're, you kind of, you speak in pictures, nicely, pictures. nicely tied. Yeah. Image, yeah. Images, uh, metaphors. Yeah. It's great. Let's move on to the next photo. Speaking of photos. Okay. So the two covers, uh, so basically they're two, they're not photos of books. They're just like, I think, graphics of the covers. On the left, it's this yellow, the main, the dominant color is yellow. And it says nuggets of hope. And it says transform your life and find joy. Aww. And it has all these, are those pebbles? They're little nuggets, yes. They're yeah, little pebbles. nuggets. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and then... On the on the right, it says um, it's a, another cover called "Paw Prints on the Couch," and there's cat, puppy, or kitten, puppy, or maybe dog, cat, dog, cat, dog, just kind of peeping over the sofa, or over the couch, looking at the kind of the photographer, or whatever. It's, it's more of a it's more of a studio shot. I don't know if you made that photo, but it's more of a studio shot. It's very cute, uh, and "Paw Prints on the Couch," nuggets of hope. Kim, you are a positive person. Those are my two books that are coming out this year. <laughs> Woo! Uh, <yeah>. Nice. <laughs> first books? First time author? No, no. Uh, these, these two books, one, Paw Prints on the Couch is an anthology. So it's all different people coming together uh, and sharing how their rescue animals have enriched their lives. Okay. And I've got, I've got a, several, several stories in there of my own. Um, and nuggets of hope is it's all me. It's, um, just things I've been doing over the last couple of years. As I share nuggets of hope with people, I share those stories and how they played out and then, uh, how kindness matters. That's pretty uh -huh. much what nuggets of hope and it's yellow. 
because yellow is a positive color. Okay. And that's why I chose the, you know, the color yellow and the pebbles nuggets of hope. It's because can I, you can see this. Okay. Okay. So there, you're holding up a uh, little stone that's polished. Very nice. And on it are the letters, hope, well, the word hope. Sweet. Yes. Yeah, so I carry these around with me wherever I'm at and I approach strangers. I approach complete strangers. Yep. I believe it. That I feel very strongly urged to approach. It's not just anybody. It's someone that I'm getting. That energy, the draw. Yep. yep. Yes. And I approach them and I just walk up and say, you know, excuse me, sir or ma'am. Uh, I would love to give you a nugget of hope today. And I hold out my hand <laughs> and without fail, without fail, they hold their hand out. And I gently, I gently place it in their hand and I just say, I wish you a blessed day. And then I literally turn sweet? and walk away. I'm not, I don't feel that I'm supposed to talk to them and get their story. I'm just supposed to give them that, that little nugget. Wow. And I've been doing that for about a year and a half now. And that was the impetus for the book and all this stuff. Amazing. The responses I've gotten have been, I mean, I've had people start crying, just immediately start crying. I'm sure. Um, I've had people give me hugs. Um, I had one older lady. She just looked at me and she said, can I give you a hug, sweetie? And I said, sure. And she said, you have no idea. You are my angel today. And I went, oh, oh, you're humbling me. And uh, I've had people kind of chuckle. I've had a couple look at me like, who are you? <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, have you been to England? I have. Yes. So in England, they'd probably look at you and say, you're a nut of hope. You're a total nutter. You're a total nutter. nutter. <laughs> you're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you're awesome. I have some friends uh, that actually I met virtually at the, the beginning of the pandemic. I met online and we're still friends. And they have called me a nutter before. <laughs> and I'm like, mm -hmm. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> it is. It is the best. It is the best. I can. Can you look? So here's the thing. I think if you're the kind of person, and I am that kind of person, who goes around and and does this thing of paying out psychic income or I mean, in terms of the training, right? Or, or whatever it is. It's just like going up to people, like random strangers. And it's that whole idea of we're all fighting battles. We don't know the battles that the other person is fighting. But then to have a stranger come up to you, and and there's certain things that, that are really... Uh, interesting in terms of reflexes right so it's like waving when you wave at somebody even when the person does most people will wave back at you and it's all kind of just weird right and in the same way i think putting out your hand people react by putting out their hands and that's really interesting and then you put this little nugget of hope aren't you amazing without without fail they've been surprised <laughs> uh and i had one gentleman i had one gentleman yell at me in anger um what yeah, he, he, he yeah, but that's part of his, he was an older gentleman and it had to have been mid to late eighties and we're in the oh. grocery store aisle and I felt so strongly, so strongly urged to approach him mm -hmm. and he did, he held out his hand and I gave him the nugget and he looked down at it and then yelled at me. I mean, yelled, it wasn't loudly talking. It was yelling. Okay. What the hell do I need hope for? Oh. And I just stood there and I went and I let that bounce because I knew he, yeah. I knew he wasn't mad at me. I knew he wasn't mad at me. 
And I let that bounce. And I just said, sir, I, I just wanted to give you a nugget of hope for whatever it is that you need today. Mm. And he's like, I need to find the bleep bleep dish soap. And I went, let me help you. <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't find the kind of dish soap he was looking for. And so he's grumbling and angry. Rah, 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 rah. And I finally said, well, sir, I'm, I'm going to be on my way, but I do wish you a blessed day. And he's like, ah, you know, mumbling. Rah. But he kept that nugget and he put it in his pocket. Yeah. And as I walked away, got my stuff, got out to my car. I, I sat down in my car and I just started crying. Just start, I was overwhelmed. Sure. Because these, all these pictures were coming in my head. Okay, maybe, maybe he just buried his wife. And she has been the one to do all of the buying of everything. And he cannot find the flipping dish soap. And yeah. he wants to get the kind that she always used. Maybe his wife has Alzheimer's. Maybe he's been very, very ill. And it's the first time he's been out in months to do his errands and he's so dang tired. He doesn't feel good. He still has to get home and unpack everything. And he just wanted to sit done with, and he can't find the dang dish. soap. I mean, mm. all these things, I mean, all these pictures, very clear, detailed little scenarios are running through my head. And I'm thinking, you know, and like you said, we don't know what anyone is going through. I mean, mm -hmm. we are every, Humans are so good at putting on their mask before they walk out their back door. You know, no one, no one is truly authentic every day in front of everyone all the time. No. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it would be exhausting. It's exhausting to wear the mask too. Sure. Sure. You okay. Know? So, so talk about being a writer. Why, when did that kind of emerge to say, okay, well, I'm going to, because this isn't your, you said these aren't your first books. So what, what got you to writing at first? That's an interesting story because I, I, I consider myself an accidental writer. Um, years ago, 2004, I was asked to give a speech for a uh, very large veteran event. And there was TV cameras going to be there and newspapers and all kind, you know. So there was over 800 people. I had never spoken in public before. I'd never given a speech. And so I wrote this uh, story. It was about my step-grandfather, who was the last surviving World War I veteran where I live. And I wrote his story of his time in World War I in this small town in France small village in France. And it was about a 15 minute speech. And when I was done speaking, it was, and there was well over 800 people there. It was totally silent. And I thought, oh, wow, I suck. <laughs> and then there was that, you know, one clap. Yeah. And then another, and then it kind of turned into a wave and people are yelling and hooting. And then I finally focused on the people because I was so focused on my story. <laughs> right. I finally focused on the people. And I, I was, you know, I looked up and was looking and a very large percentage of all the people were crying. Mm -hmm. And then I started crying. 
because I was uh, like, oh, I did it. I'm done. Um, but it was a very well-received speech. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, the local newspaper editor approached me and said, would you consider writing a monthly article regarding veterans for the oh. paper? And I said, I'm no, I'm not a writer. I, I am no writer. But, you know, <laughs> I beg like, to I, differ, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I said, I, I appreciate that. And he said, well, who wrote your speech? And I said, well, well, I did. And he goes, then you are a writer. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went, oh. And it was, <laughs> yeah, oh. So he saw something in me that I didn't. And I, I wrote that monthly article for 14 years. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And, uh, and that was my training, my learning. And most of those articles were interviews with veterans. Mm-hmm. And I always seemed to end up meeting or being introduced to the veterans that had really, really, really hard stories. I think if you've lived, you've lived, you know, yes. it's like we all have, do people go through life unscathed? No. You know, we all have, it's just some people need um, the support of a, of, a, of a caring person to sit down and listen which is what you've done. So when I looked at them as each of us, each person I look at, uh, we're a book. Mm -hmm. We all have a history. We all have chapters. And these, these gentlemen that I spoke with, uh, numerous ones were uh, former prisoners of war. Their chapters that they shared with me, because I take that on. (laughs) Sure, sure. I take it on and carry it. Well, you empathize, right? Yes. There were many times I didn't sleep after talking. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would write the story the way my heart led me to write the story. And as I kept doing that month after month, I got better and better at it. And then I had a following. People were, you know, they're like, you just had me in tears over my coffee and English muffin this morning, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. or they'd be like, thank you because people need reminded. So it never mm-hmm. happens again. You know, so that was the nudge for me to say, Kim, you need to keep, you need to keep doing this and, and, and expand on it, you know, and, and find, find that path that you're good at writing. And I'm, I found that I'm really good at writing about nature and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. giving voice to animals, mm-hmm. giving them a voice in words and weaving that all together. So when some, to, to me, the highest praise is when someone reads something I've written and they say, oh my gosh, I, I pictured myself right where you were saying, right what you were writing about. To me, that I'm like, oh, highest praise. That's it. That's it. Highest praise. Yeah. Okay, so highest praise is also coming your way uh, through this episode. Uh, you're, you're great. Um, Nuggets of Hope, the book is coming out when? That one, I'm not sure, but before the end of this year. Before the end of this year, by golly. <laughs> sure, and paw prints on the couch. Okay, now, is that you in the photo? Because it's slightly in, on my screen. I'm, it's hard to tell. There's a woman sort of propped in the middle of the road. 
of, of a highway. It looks like it looks oh. like it's desert highway. It could be Oregon. It could be uh, Nevada. California, Nevada, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. So it's arid, very arid. That's me. That's me. That is you. Okay, Foxy. Yeah. Great. So <laughs> sitting there wearing a salmon um, tank top in shorts, running shoes, hat, sunglasses, uh, bright, bright day. Uh, you're on this really dramatic hill because it just kind of doesn't go very far, but it just kind of falls off behind. And then there's these really uh, dramatic sort of desert hills. Oh, those are massive mountains. <laughs> mountains. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, okay. But there's no, there's no um, greenery on those mountains. They're very jagged. It's like almost high noon. It's like it's full on. What is this photo? Uh, I went to visit my brother. He lives out in Nevada. And nice. that was about six months ago. And I went out to visit him. And we were uh, in Red Rock Canyon. And we came, we came around this corner on this little road that it's part of the, the national park. So there's like mm -hmm. no traffic. It's just this road that you drive through. So you can just, you know, soak in the scenery and you can pull mm -hmm. off if you want to. But we came around this corner and I went, stop the truck. And he goes, what the hell, Kim? <laughs> 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 I said, no, no, no. I got to get out here. Here's my phone. Take a picture. And he goes, what are nice. you doing? I go, I need to get up there. I need to get up there. Just take a picture. Just snap a couple real quick and we can get going. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. So we did that. And I got back in the truck and he goes, what was that all about? And I said, look at the picture. And I hope that you see what I saw. And he looks at it and he goes, holy crap. And I went, what do you see? And he goes, it's like you're, you, you're, you've got it all, Kim. Look at you. You've got these massive mountains behind you. And you're like, I got this. And I went, you get it. You get it. And I went, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's a saying uh, that that's in a lot of Christian stuff. It's like, my God can move mountains. Right. And that view just slammed my soul so hard. Mm -hmm. And the my brother, he 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 caught the picture perfect. And I was like, right. I couldn't have done that any better, Doug. I go, this is so perfect. And people have asked me about that picture because they're like wow that just it speaks but i'm not sure what it says and i go well for me it's like there might be these massive and those mountains are stark looking sure yeah they're, yeah they're very dramatic and stark <clears throat> and i'm like you could read so much into that picture that picture that the mountain is so stark and dark and imposing it's imposing mm -hmm. but by golly I'm in front of it with a smile on my face. Well, so yeah, like so. Essentially, the 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 mountains behind are completely arid. So there's no, because it's in the desert. There's nothing growing on them. So they're kind of they 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 echo the same color as your shirt. So they're kind of orangey, kind of salmony. But the the haze, the very light haze, is there. What's interesting is the road, because it's just like a, it's this really kind of sharp hill, it just kind of goes up and then it just falls away. So Drops you just off. don't really, yeah, you don't really see the perspective. And, and, 
And see, that's another thing. You don't know what's over there until you get yep. going. You got to keep going. A hundred percent. And and also in the photo, because you're smiling and you have these big, toothy, beautiful smile. <laughs> I don't have big teeth. <laughs> it's, no, it's great because because you can see like they they really shine like a lighthouse. <laughs> no, 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 it's a compliment. It's a compliment. I promise. But okay. But, but no, it's like a really. I mean, it's the 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 landscape is so like harsh and dramatic. Not much alive there, except for this one person. Kind of seed, like kind of your your kind of crouched down in a position of power. Yeah, kneeling on like one knee. Because it's like, yeah, I'm ready. I- I'm ready to get up and run. Yeah. You got this. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Re- okay, so it's okay, let's weave this all into something in the sense or not. I don't let me don't let me, <laughs> let, don't let me paint you into a box because where did you want this photo or the conversation to go? How's that? Pretty much what I said. You know, um Okay. We everybody like you said earlier, everybody that's living has has a life. And when you live, something happens. Stuff happens all the time. And it's good, bad, triumphant, joyous, you know, and you're going to have your moments of grief and loss. It, and it, it all weaves into your story. You know, it's like we're all these beautiful tapestries. And everything that happens to us is a thread. And some are more colorful than others. You know, but it's still beautiful. It's still beautiful. And Mm -hmm. that juxtaposition, is that the right word for that picture? Yep. Yep. Um, Like I said, you know, the background, the the mountain is so huge, just dwarfs me, dwarfs anything Mm -hmm. around it. Then it's so dark and stark and dry and there is no color. It's just browns and tans and all of that. And that amazingly blue sky. Mm -hmm. And then me (laughs) you know then just me smiling in front of it because it's like yeah that might be a mountain that i'm gonna turn around but i'm facing it yeah i'm gonna face it and that road that you can't see over it it's like it just drops off i'm i'm still going i'm still going so i'm gonna stop here for a second give you a smile and say i got this and if i've got this so do you so do you right well, you're 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 also hitting the brakes, and you're sort of saying, "Okay, I'm going to sort of step in front of it, create this aesthetic sort of composition or moment or whatever. Write a book, uh, create a podcast, find your voice, lend your voice, share your voice to other people so they can tell their stories. Um, you know, you're you're doing all of these things and." you know, as a gift to, to the people around you. And of all the ways of, of choosing to spend your time, you're very other-centric. You know, you're, you're clearly somebody who empathizes very easily. Um, so, so I'm just going to leave it at that. It's not a question. <laughs> you take it from there. So that's all I have to say and I'm done. <laughs> I'm just joking. This is my my interview style where I'm just like, this is how you made me feel. And now how do you feel by how you made me feel? You know, (laughs) looking back at all the stuff that I've done just in the last three years, um, 
someone, someone the other day, I was a guest on a show the other day and it's, it's really, to me, it's just, it's so fun to be on the other side of the mic, you know, to be, to be the yeah. guest and someone, they said they wanted my full bio and I never send a full bio. Mm-hmm. I just, I send a, you know, a little smidgen of it and they wanted the full one and they, they read the entire thing and they got done and they said, well, wow, Kim. And I went, wow, you just made me sound interesting. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, cause I don't, I don't do stuff for accolades and those pats on the back and for people to say, you're great. I don't need that. And I, I don't expect it. I just do. And yeah, when, you know, it's, it's humbling when you sit there, when someone says, wow, look at all you've done. And I'm like, I haven't really, I haven't done that much. Just getting started. Right. That's how it feels. But when someone reads out this stuff, you know, and you're like, oh, I have done a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's not for this bright shining star that I, you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to say, look at Kim, look how great she is. It's never. Ne- actually, I'm very, I'm very uncomfortable with compliments. <laughs> I mean, sure. Well, you've been doing just fine. You've been doing just fine with the compliments I've been giving you. So you're, you know, well done. <laughs> I think. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. It, but there is this thing of, you know, you, you're, you're this this nutter of hope who sits there in their house and prepares these little like nuggets. And then you go out in your day and this total like crazy lady walks up to a person and says like, I don't know what your life is. I don't know where you are. I don't know what is going on. I mean, you're, you might be a, a, a hedonistic billionaire for all I know, but here's a nice little nugget of hope. And then to, out of, all of the things that could happen in a person's day to have a stranger walk up to you and just go, I see you and this is for you. It's, it's gotta be really, it's so powerful. That's the thing. I see you. Have you ever been now? I'm going to, I'm going to throw a question at you. Have you ever been in a spot in your life where you didn't feel seen that you've, you felt, you felt very, like alone, like you were on this desert island. Have you ever felt that way? Mm. It hasn't manifested in that way. Because that's, I'm, I am so like, maybe the, what you'd said earlier about be, being vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. So for however I'm made ever since I was very young, I've always gone into, towards, headfirst into things that are uncomfortable, right? So, okay. So for me, vulnerability, which is d- uncomfortable and isn't nice, I seek to go in there because I know and I've always known that that's kind of where making every second count can live, right? Yeah, and I don't know if that answers your question. So Yes, yes. Yeah. And not everybody's like that. Yeah. I mean, that's so that, no, it's very interesting. Very interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, I'm more like that now than I was, mm-hmm. but I had a lot, I had a journey to take and a lot of learning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get where I'm at now to be able to walk into that discomfort. 
because approaching strangers is not comfortable. <laughs> okay. Well, you're amazing. Like you're giving the the biggest like selfless act. Like what a gift. Yeah. It's needed. I think it's needed. Mm. Yeah. You are needed and I see you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Kim Langling, you're awesome. This has been Listen, I could talk to you for days. You're you're amazing. <laughs> you're great. Thank you very much. This was fun. This was I love how you do it with pictures. When you when you said, you know, bring the picture. Oh, as soon as I saw, you know, send the pictures, I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be a great conversation because that's how I see things." You know? Nice. And it that came through. That really came through. Uh, Kim, thank you so much. Thank you. You're you're the best. Uh, one more time, the name of the podcast. Let fear bounce. Let fear effing bounce. Let fear That's bounce. That's right. I love it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Shooting it raw. Yes. Shooting it raw.